0: So we are taking the podcast to the metaverse, and I have no idea what that means. (laughs) right? But Stephanie will tell us at some point in this episode, and hopefully maybe our guest, Jim Curran. Many people in Lansing will know Jim um, as a lobbyist for many, many years at Karub, one of uh, downtown's longest multi-client lobby firms. He's been doing something different for the last couple of years.
1: He has a secret. It's he
0: has a secret. Deep, a secret, dark secret. Yeah. A secret hobby that has turned into a, a bit of a, a new career twist for Jim. And he is on the podcast to talk to us about it today. And it may or may not be about the metaverse and virtual things and the reality. <laughs> Does that sound? Is that, is that yeah enticing, Whatever that whatever, is. Whatever entice. What, is that uh, nice? Okay. Anyway, <laughs> it's called cold podcast. Yep, I got it all. We got. It. So, your, what do you want to do now? Was why don't we do this at the beginning of the Kurt episode? Okay. we'll put get Kurt put Kurt to bed.
1: Nighty night, Kurt. <laughs> <laughs> and there's the intro. <laughs> <laughs> so creepy. That was incredibly creepy.
2: <laughs>
1: Welcome to Cold Oatmeal, a podcast by the Rush Strategies Team about PR and public affairs. Really.
0: I was distracted staring at Joe's cold oatmeal. Yeah, well, it's he's here. it yeah. on his, It's, on his it's always here. It's always here. And by the way, the the, the ratio of like fruit to disgusting is like one to ten. It's got some disgusting stuff and some fruit. Yeah, There's
2: like, nothing disgusting. One part fruit. What 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 in there is disgusting? I don't even know what's in it, but
0: it, it looks like cucumber mash and. Maybe a couple of chopped apples. Did
2: you have Burger King for breakfast? What was your... Say that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, welcome back. It's the Cold Old Meal Podcast. This is Matt Resch of the Resch Strategies team. We're a public affairs and a public relations firm in downtown Lansing, Michigan. We're actually here physically in Lansing, Michigan. We are going to talk about the virtual reality. Would anyone ever travel to Lansing in virtual reality?
1: I can't imagine like, they would. Uh, like Why y- would anyone mention Italy?
0: I'm not sure there's a, a a shelf on the the virtual reality library for Maybe if you're a Lansing. capital
1: tour person. Yeah, maybe it's where the oh, I know one. Yeah, I bet MSU that's has possible. a virtual tour.
0: Okay, well let's maybe we can we can get into this a bit. Anyway, Republic Affairs Public Relations Firm in downtown Lansing, Michigan. Like I mentioned, you can find all of these podcast episodes at our website, RestStrategies.com. Also. You can find us on Twitter, on Facebook, and Instagram at Rash Strategies and the podcast at Cold Oatmeal Pod on Twitter. Let's go around the room quick. Here in person, in reality, to my left.
1: Nikki O'Mara. Laura Beale. Stephanie Vancouvering. Stephanie
0: Vancouvering is checking her phone as as we're going.
1: Yeah. There are 360 virtual tours in Lansing.
0: Okay. There we go.
1: Carly Buell. Joe Beshi.
0: So today we have a guest, someone in t- who people who, who around the Capitol have known... And well known for, me- for many years. Jim Curran, uh, lobbyist for Karub. Uh, Karub and Associates is one of, actually, I think it was, the first multi-client firm in, te- in Michigan. Been working here for a long time. Jim joined the firm in 2000 after working for U.S. Center Carl Levin and doing a bunch of other campaigns over the years. Took an interesting twist in 2017. Started a new venture, um, Great Lakes Virtual Reality Labs. Um, actually, Great Lakes Reality Labs is what he started uh, on a project, and he's going to talk to us all about that and the new, the new career that he is he has embarked on. Jim Kern. So, Jim Kern, welcome to the Cold Oatmeal Podcast. Stephanie's been working on this for a long time. We are glad we have we've gotten you in the room. This is good.
3: Exciting uh, to be here and share some stories that I hope are actually of some interest to your audience
0: well <laughs> it's it's a fascinating story because you know you were a lobbyist what in 2000 you started being 2000 I joined Carub in 2000 okay yeah. and before that you'd for uh, Carl Levin Carl Levin
3: and uh did transportation work down in Wayne County okay uh,
0: so. so a multi-client lobbyist with Carub one of the well, the oldest the the first kind of multi-client firm in town um did that for 20 plus years now you're you kind of moved on I want to ask you about some lobbying stuff but the reason we're here, your, your newest thing. So I want you to walk us through kind of this, this process. What is Great Lakes Reality Labs? Uh, Great Lakes Reality
3: Labs is a virtual reality content development, you know, software development firm that uh, I
0: launched here in Lansing back in 2017. What does a lobbyist know? I guess I guess that might be the dumbest question. What does a lobbyist know about Lobbyists virtual know reality? Lobbyists know very little. Well, about I mean, a, a lot, lot of things. The uh, capital is basically all virtual reality, yeah. but it's like you know, <laughs> La La Land. Yes. <laughs> what is so? What, what what brings a lobbyist to this world? Um. So the
3: thing that kind of moved me down the path was uh was real involved in a project to renovate the field at Old Tiger Stadium. Okay. Uh, Carl Levin, uh, when I worked for him, didn't like earmarks, but on his way out of office, got an earmark, uh, for a Corktown neighborhood, uh, and wanted a particular emphasis on doing something, uh, with the, with the field, right? The stadium's down, mm-hmm. it's a big empty field, uh, obviously, you know, iconic, uh, a lot of history. Um, You know, Carl got into politics because he couldn't make it as a second baseman, kind (laughs) of like Mike Gillich got into pizza because he couldn't make it as a shortstop with the Tigers. (laughs) Uh, So working uh, ultimately uh, with the Police Athletic League uh, and a group of uh, business leaders down in in Detroit, uh, we ended up renovating, uh, creating a youth sports complex at the old Tiger Stadium site. Uh, raised about 20 million dollars so pal has a new headquarters there mm-hmm. it's the exact same footprint uh from when the tigers played there the flagpole's still in center field but a lot of old timers didn't like the fact that one we were doing something with the field uh two we wanted to put in field turf
0: because
3: mm-hmm. we wanted kids to play year-round right. uh and so really generated a lot of backlash and in one meeting, I said, well, what if we created, to to give a nod to the history, a virtual reality tour of the old Tiger Stadium? No idea how... To do that, or who could do that? But who knows what sounds I sounds like a read, great idea. What I had read, yeah, <laughs> ten minutes before the meeting that planted that seed, and so I decided to jump out of the airplane and
0: figure out the parachute. On that the sounds way like down. a very lobbyist thing to do. Yeah. In my experience, walking into meetings, let's go do this. Yeah, yes. there, there we may know how be to do a, a straight yeah, line you, you can go. draw
3: between those. Uh, and. Literally the next week just happened to open one of my MSU daily emails, of course, that I read daily. Daily. (laughs) Uh, And there's a, a story at the top about a group of students who are soon to graduate from MSU in game design and user experience that are designing little art exhibits, virtual reality exhibits for the Detroit Institute of Arts. So I said, oh, I may have found a solution. So I just email every student listed in the story <laughs> and say, I'm this crazy old alumnus. Uh, you know Whether you like the idea or not, I'll buy lunch at HopCat. I figured that could get their attention. Sure enough, all the kids, eh, free lunch at HopCat. So
2: <laughs> That'll get them. That is, <laughs> <laughs> yes.
3: Uh, and three of the students who showed up uh, at that luncheon at HopCat are still with us. Okay. And so we rented a little office space in East Lansing, started them with books and videos and everything from the old Tiger Stadium and we recreated in virtual reality Tiger Stadium. So when you say
0: we y- y- this team yes. So you you and this group of students yes,
3: this this rogue
0: group of recent <laughs> graduates, uh so they just trusted you. They're like, "Hey, the guy took us to Hopcat. He wants to do it. Cat,
3: right? He bought us some computers. <laughs> can't be that bad, right? At, at some point, the, uh, the the train may roll off the tracks. So <laughs> but at this point, we'll, we'll keep going. So we were working on that project, um, and at the same time, with my lobbying head on, it was involved in some discussions with the construction industry about why can't we attract anybody? Why are we struggling? to attract people to construction and you know speaking of uh you know the age of our sons and Mm they're being exposed to careers stuff, i said how are you talking to 15 year olds about what they want to do with their lives (laughs) well uh everybody's really busy so we send retirees and so you send 75 year old (laughs) guys (laughs) construction guys 75 year old construction guys to talk to 15-year-olds.
0: My 15-year-old doesn't listen to a 47-year-old guy. No, right? <laughs>
3: what, what does what, what is the message that every 15-year-old hears from a 75-year-old?
0: Get off my lawn.
3: Right? Right. Yeah. Other than that, the, con- the conversation's <laughs> over. Um, and obviously, seeing how kids want to spend every minute of every day in, di- in the digital world, mm-hmm. right? If it's not on their phone, it doesn't exist. So uh, I suggested hey, let me float an idea to my team. I said, could we design a welding shop in virtual reality, to see if this is something that kids would be drawn to to expose them to opportunities, rather than listen to grandpa who's, you know got five facts on a Xerox piece of paper <laughs> and expects to connect with, with young high schoolers? Uh, so we went down and uh, set up shop in uh, a welding shop in Jackson. Uh, for three days and had a bunch of the old welders walk us through processes and uh, took a bunch of photos and we uh, recreated this welding shop and that was our demonstration that hey can we use this to connect with kids to expose them to career options Uh, another uh client of ours at Krub is a number of the intermediate school districts so we're working with them on career technical education and said to them hey thinking about formalizing this business is a little ad hoc you know the Tiger Stadium project and what if we collectively jointly started an initiative to build a library of content of virtual reality content Uh, we heard back from educators I know Billy really likes this stuff. But if he puts a headset on and when he walks in the classroom in the morning and 6 hours later is still playing kill the zombies, I'm going to lose my job. <laughs> so until I know that there's appropriate content, we're going to have a real uh, high adoption right. hurdle. Uh, so we uh in partnering with the uh the Michigan Association of Intermediate School Administrators, the ISD Superintendent we launched the Virtual Reality Learning Initiative. VERLI is the acronym we use. Uh, And that is whether we develop it or we partner with other developers to bring their content into the library. Uh, We now have a library of VR content that is appropriate for career exploration. Uh, The superintendents came to us and said, virtual reality uh, can be a really good tool for teaching life skills to special education students uh, as we, you know, hopefully they uh, identify opportunities for independent living. Mm -hmm. Um, A bunch of parents came to us, for instance, at one point and said, it's kind of embarrassing. We never taught our kid how to put food away, groceries away. (laughs) I'm like, well, that's not just you, right? (laughs) Plenty of kids who've never figured that out. But but it's one of those skills then – uh, that translated very well to virtual reality. So uh, we're we're chugging along. Great partnership. We're bringing in others who. And the great thing about creating this digital content, right, the only expensive copy is the first one. Right. So a lot of interest from the education community about this really is a great tool for equity and access. That if ten kids in Lansing are using it this morning. 10 kids in Menominee can be using it as well, um, which has that advantage mm-hmm. then over a textbook or bricks and mortar. Right. Once you make a decision about where
0: that resource gets allocated, you have fair. winners and losers. Yeah. So. Can, I, can I take a step back for sure. a second? For anyone who might be listening, maybe even me. How do you define virtual reality? What is, what is it? Uh,
3: so there's two kind of methods of creating the content. Uh, 360 camera, so it can be video, mm-hmm. uh, but we focus on computer-generated imagery. Oh. So it is uh, a combination. Of, there's you know, three components we say make up a VR. <clears throat> we call them modules, but a simulation. It is the environment. Right, we're here in this room recording the podcast. We could recreate this room pretty easily. Uh,
0: with can you recreate one the, of our- the smell and the warmth? Well, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Funny you Actually, should mention that. This should one. you want to? Yeah. Um, okay. Yes, depending
3: on if you want to. Uh, the second item is the equipment or the, we call them art assets, but you know, we would have one of our designers put together the mics, the control board. Right? So you would be in the environment with the tools you're going to use to record this podcast. And they would work. Right? If Joe pushes a volume level, up or down in VR, uh, that gets to our last piece, and that is the physics, we call them mechanics. If I push a lever in VR, does it act the same way in VR as it does in real life, right? So if I turn a volume knob up in VR, does the volume go up like it would in, in the physical world? So uh, it really is recreating virtual
0: digital environments and this is something, uh, this is some of these students we, or anybody wears like on their gog- goggles, glasses, yeah, head, screens, head, yeah, headsets. headsets. And so yeah. they, they kind of put this on and all of a sudden what they They're, see around them is, and, is the room.
3: You know, part of the rationale we've used, right? And, you know, you have to always separate some of the, the California hype from any tech discussion. Uh, the two largest employers in the country, United States Military and Walmart moving every possible bit of training they can to virtual reality. So as I say to our, our business partners, if the two largest employers in the country, organizations that spend billions of dollars to train millions of people, are headed in this direction, what do we know that they don't? Mm-hmm. Right. They invest in research at a much higher level than anybody else. So we think it is a great tool and it is immersive it's interactive uh, and the national for instance the national uh, research training lab has put together uh, a pyramid kind of ranking tools for teaching and what kind of percentages of information is retained lectures at the top of the pyramid and that's a bad thing right they have the (laughs) smallest you retain five percent of what Mm -hmm. you hear ten percent of what you read audio gets you to 25%. Simulations are 75% retention rates. So we now have some research, some science to back it up. Um, you know, Your big accounting and consulting firms, Deloitte, PwC, have all done a lot of research over the last 18 to 24 months, validating what an effective tool it is uh, to the point where they're using VR headsets uh, and content to onboard every new employee, Hmm. right? Rather than listening to, again, like a 15-year-old listening to a (laughs) 75-year-old, they're never gonna make a connection. So uh, we're starting to see a lot of use cases, and uh, we think it is, as we've said from the beginning with superintendents, let's meet kids where they are, Right. right? If it's
0: not a digital experience,
3: they're not inclined to stay engaged.
0: So a 20- year lobbyist kind of, did you have an interest in this stuff before you suggested you build a virtual world of no. Tiger Stadium? Like I said, did you know what you were talking about? I, not a clue
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's how all the best things happen. Uh, not, I,
3: you know, like I said, I, I wish I could remember what I had read in the half hour hour day before that meeting down at the old Tiger Stadium site to throw that out, and I'm the youngest guy. Guy by 20 years. You know, Jim, we have no idea what the hell you're talking about. But, you know, Kyle looking at me like, Jim, what did you just throw out there? I'm like, I'll take care <laughs> of it. Like, Don't worry. So, uh, but yeah, was there any kind of preliminary activity? Uh, no, that led to it more adult ADD.
0: Probably <laughs> good, so, good a bit of diagnosis. So is let, any? Me, let me tap into that a bit. So you you were a partner at Carub. Mm-hmm. What was the process? And So you said this was 2017 that the, this project yeah, kind of got yeah. off the ground? Yeah. When did you start to think, you know what, maybe lobbying 100% of my time isn't what I want to do, and like you, you said, you mm-hmm. you've sold back your, your shares to invest them into this business of crew, mm-hmm. but you're still lobbying a little bit on, mm-hmm. on some projects. Mm-hmm. Walk me through that process of time that you were going from, this is a startup with a couple of college kids, to mm-hmm. this is now my job.
3: Uh you know, as Stephanie kind of chuckled, right, make, you know, make it up as we go along. But uh, it, it really just evolved, right, that threw out this crazy idea to solve one problem, and that's I got a bunch of old guys threatening to kill the CEO <laughs> of PAL because he wanted to put turf down, uh, to, hey, this may be a tool with a lot of value that can help us address some of the issues I was dealing with as a lobbyist. Uh, So, you know, uh, instead of just putting a toe in the water, I started putting whole body parts and then just (laughs) jumped into the water. Uh, So, you know, uh, I don't know that I could say, you know, oh, it was Tuesday night, April 17th, and I said, oh, let's go do this. Mm -hmm. It was just kind of unfolded, and uh, we kept getting support and the right signals from others that hey there's a real opportunity and uh saw an opportunity to address something that everybody around town likes to talk about is how do we stop the brain drain how do we keep high-tech talent here in michigan well it's called the job <laughs> uh and, and i asked you know when i hired uh, the first group of students just as they were graduating is if i hadn't kept you around in east lansing or lansing What were you going to do, Um, Austin or San Francisco, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and sign on to a game that won't be released for 10 years? Uh, Do you want to move to San Francisco? No, I don't want to move to San Francisco (laughs) or Austin. I don't want to live in San Mateo and pay five grand for a closet and have a (laughs) two-hour commute each way on (laughs) a bus, right? Uh, So that's something that, that we've taken seriously from the beginning that, hey, you know, Let's walk the walk. If we're going to say we want to keep high-tech talent here, we
0: need to be a little more deliberate in creating mm-hmm. those opportunities. So a couple of Fridays ago, you had invited us. The team went over to Haptex Studios, mm-hmm. which is a, a spin off. How would you describe it? A, yeah, kind of it, a subsidiary it, it, it of Great Lakes Virtual Reality Labs? It is. Yeah, so
3: uh, Haptic Studio, you know, uh, in VR, the feedback you get. Well, not in VR, in anything. Right. So now on your car. Right, the, uh, the distance sensor, right? It'll vibrate your steering wheel if you're getting too close to the. That. That's haptic feedback. Okay. So young people, how do you make something cool? Just throw an X on the end. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's how we have haptics with an X, <laughs> haptic studio. But, uh, one of the things we recognized is, uh, and motion capture is, we're using the same technology, and we're very fortunate to, to strike up some really good partnerships in the industry, the same tool they're used to create any of the, you know, EA Sports games. So, in fact, there's an MSU alum who we've talked to who runs EA Sports motion capture studio down in Florida. So he's been a great resource. Uh, But that we can improve our animations and therefore improve our content if we use motion capture uh, rather than keystroking animation. So we were going to open our own little motion capture studio and some of the superintendents came to us and said, we know our kids are interested. You know, is there any way we can partner on this facility so that it can be a resource again for exposing kids to different career opportunities. Uh, So we turned it into from just a, you know, putting a camera rig up for motion capture into what we call a digital experience studio. So kids can come in and mess around with photography, videography, we have a full audio suite. Um and then we have uh knock the mic, excuse me. Uh we have the largest motion capture system in the Midwest. Uh fifty-six cameras. Uh we had a great opportunity to uh have the head of animation from Marvel Avengers come in. And he walks in, he said, I've never worked in anything this nice in Hollywood. Wow. What?
2: Uh, oh my gosh.
3: Um uh,
0: and, a, and where and school, where this is in a the former what, is, high school, yeah. high school?
3: Yeah. Uh, Harry Hill High School in the, uh, South, South Lansing when uh, uh, they closed the high school uh, the school district still owns the building so part of uh, Lansing School's participation in this partnership has been uh, giving us access to the space and it's interesting it was the old wood uh, wood shop. So we now have kids practicing carpentry (laughs) in VR rather than in the physical space. But you know, after uh, clearing out about 40 years of sawdust, we uh, finally were comfortable bringing in some uh, uh, high-end electrical, uh, you know, electronics. So, uh, but we've we have students in. um, We have you know it's available for commercial use. We're using it all the time uh, for our own content development. Uh, but have had some really neat experiences. Uh, as I mentioned, there's two ways to capture content, right? 360 camera and this computer-generated imagery. So we bought a new high-end 8K 360 camera. It's like the Death Star. <laughs> but as people know, the problem with 360 cameras, somebody's always in the picture. Right? So you either got to have somebody carry it above their head or... And we had a, a group of students in working on a project. Uh, uh, well, they weren't. They weren't in. We did it. We called it uh, Haptics for the Holidays, and we did a bunch of online classes in audio, video, and animation. And one student from Langsburg was really into it. And so we had some prizes. And we had contests, and, and he said, "Can I? I'm I'm part of the Langsburg Robotics team. Can I bring them into the studio? I want to. He wanted to show off. It was really cool to see his enthusiasm." And they come in and spend the day, and they're suited up for motion capture, and they're fighting, and they're doing—I mean, just all kinds of crazy stuff—exposing them to here's di- and uh, different ways you can use all these tools. And we ended up partnering with the Langsburg Robotics team, and they built us a remote control robot that we've mounted tripod on for the camera, <laughs> so we can do tours, so one of the things we've started talking superintendents about is taking the robot and the camera into the high school. Shooting a video tour and having backdrop video of the students operating mm-hmm. it. And then, you know, eighth graders, oh, I'm worried about making the transition to high school. I don't know where my locker is. Well, just jump in the tour experience. and you can find your locker.
0: So motion right. capture, I let me try to describe it. So this is mm-hmm. A person wearing a suit with it really dozens and dozens of little markers. Markers that the camera tracks. Correct. So rather than doing a kind of traditional animation where you're either drawing it or mm-hmm. using it a computer, the person is actually doing all of the motions and the cameras are tracking it. And then yeah. the computer guys, for lack of a better term, <laughs> it's a technical term. Guys. put the yeah. image put the image of whatever they want that thing to be on the motion. So Correct. like the thing that they showed us was a dancing skeleton. Mm-hmm. Um, well, obviously, it wasn't this dancing skeleton. It was a guy dancing, and then they superimposed this skeleton image over it. So it's kind of like mm-hmm. this, new, this new way of, of animation. Correct. Got it. Uh,
3: when we first, when the engineers came in, uh, the camera systems from a company called OptiTrack, and the engineers came in to help us set it up, and they said, what would take you a month of keystroke animation now takes you a week. What took you a week will now take you a day. What took you a day will now take you an hour. And this is the... And it's much yeah. more lifelike. Right. Right. Um, but we were very fortunate. Uh, Optitrack called us and said, hey, we have your order. Uh, we're going to ship it in November. This is in the middle of COVID. So obviously a lot of unknowns in terms of supply chain. Uh, our trust system that you saw, the big green mm-hmm. rig, uh, was on a ship somewhere between somewhere and somewhere, but it wasn't Lansing, <laughs> Michigan at the mm-hmm. time. And they called us and said, hey, if we delay delivery until end of January, uh, we'll give you our upgraded cameras, the new models for the same price. What do you think? <laughs> I don't have anywhere to hang them anyway, so yeah, I think we're good with that. So we were very fortunate that we have, because of that, uh, we have a state-of-the-art system that really tracks the accuracy uh the standard accuracy is sub-millimeter it's about 0.2 millimeters in terms of any variance of of tracking so uh, a lot of applications for you know we're using it uh, the lansing police department the head of training uh, is coming in today at launch to talk about he's been in a bunch of times but to start regularly bringing in lansing officers to go through some uh, uh, police training simulations um, you know, the Air Force, uh, as I talked about the military being mm-hmm. an adopter, we've worked, uh, one of our partner companies has contract with the Air Force to create a gun range. The Air Force wants to do the majority of their weapons qualifications in VR. It'll save them millions. Hmm. But it's accurate enough. Mm-hmm. These systems have improved and evolved enough that the accuracy is, is uh they're comfortable with the accuracy in terms of training so uh, a million different applications Um, we just finished up uh, part of a team with an nsf grant uh, creating uh, simulations uh, for a bunch of counselors who were doing heroin addiction treatment and putting uh, addicts in situations right try and get them into behavior modification and hey Uh, the counselors involved with them uh, but that was a real successful project that would have been a real lengthy exercise had we done
0: animation without motion
3: capture so uh
0: so in the old wood shop of harry hill high school in south lansing is mm -hmm. the third largest motion capture studio in the country that's what that's what they said right outside Mm -hmm. of manhattan la and and, and 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 new york Yeah. yeah And I bet no one listening to this podcast knew that that was sitting there yeah. in Lansing, Michigan.
3: Well, and, and I mentioned the, the uh, head of animation on Marvel Avengers came in and said, you know, this is great. There are no kids from Hollywood High School getting access to the motion capture studios in Hollywood. Right, Right. They are entertainment-only private ventures. And so with our partnership, having one of our Core objectives being, let's expose kids to these opportunities.
0: Can I ask you about Frandor? Sure, and maybe some plans. <laughs> I don't know how far out there you are in being public, but yeah. so one thing we learned is, you know, I think anyone, everyone in town was very familiar with the Sears in Frandor to begin with. I mean, I bought a couple of refrigerator there, mm-hmm. um, I bought a number of things there. But everyone is familiar because of COVID, because that's where everyone went to get tested, and that's where and everyone gets get their shots. So we've got this gigantic abandoned Sears building in Frandor shopping shopping uh, complex. You've got some plans for it.
3: Yeah. We've been uh, working with a number of partners uh, to is uh, great as the space is. It's, it's an old Sears. Uh, well, <laughs> it, 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 well it, it is, but in, in Hill, right. We're right on top of each other. So if you're filming video, right, the infinity wall for video production is 20 feet from the motion capture. So if, you know, somebody from Lansing PD is firing a weapon in virtual reality. It's kind of hard to film a commercial. Right? Mm-hmm. So we want more space. So uh, have been in discussions with uh, Pat Gillespie, who has the development rights, uh, our partners in education. Uh, we came up with uh, kind of an expanded view of how do we give people access to these tools? And. They're only going to be more important as uh, people try and figure out the difference between the hype (laughs) and the reality of the metaverse. Mm -hmm. And it's what kids are interested in. So we want to have additional square footage that will allow us to do multiple projects at once. So uh, we put a a plan together. Uh, The same architect uh, I brought in on the Tiger Stadium project uh, uh is working on uh has a, a design for a portion of the sears building that's a pretty big chunk of space we're not going to take uh, all of it but uh and and we're calling it the uh the training innovation center that there's no training that anybody's doing that can't be improved upon by adding vr as a tool um and again we think giving young people exposure to all these tools uh, making them available maybe they say hey i got an idea for a startup and i don't need to go out to silicon valley or austin or new york Uh, so we have brought a number of partners together Uh, lansing regional chamber and the uh, capital council of governments have identified it uh, as their number one priority you know, I like to say I, I spoke at, uh, at Rotary on Friday and uh, the the phrase digital gold rush was first used around cryptocurrency, but it's bigger than that. Um, Citigroup just came out with their report about what is the potential scale of the metaverse and that is, you know, a virtual <laughs> uh, twin to the physical world. And they said conservatively, There's going to be $8 trillion spent on developing these virtual experiences for education and entertainment and shopping and commerce and uh, training. So, we, and and a big part of, and that's kind of viewed as Web Mm 3.0. You know, Web 1.0 is desktop and browser, Web 2.0 is your phone and apps, Web 3.0 is going to be immersive 3D. Uh, experiences uh one uh, a professor uh who's going to join our advisory board at great Lakes reality lab says virtual reality allows you to take information and turn it into an experience so uh and that then goes back to experiences are better teaching tools than lectures right research has shown that so um we think we can uh create something here in lansing that will not only keep young people here but will attract people. Uh because uh there's a, there was a visiting prophet at MSU uh last fall. Uh met with him before he, he left and he said, Jim, Michigan will benefit when they figure out that building content
0: is as important as building cars. Hmm. Go. I gotta the, go get my flight. Let go. <laughs> so, and he, he ran on out. that. What's the what's the time frame on all this?
3: Well there's um uh, we have a, a, a coalition that is you know going to the legislature and the executive branch asking that for some financial support uh one time for uh outfitting the space um, uh, around workforce development career exploration uh, if uh the budget process uh, we'll see what we get out mm-hmm. of the budget process uh, obviously this is something uh, if you look at some of the incentives that were passed, it's not just for batteries and rehabbing old commercial space uh, is a priority. Uh, and, and there's some others who've expressed interest in investment. So we're kind of waiting like everybody else in town, waiting on <laughs> the budget process to see when we spend our COVID uh, windfall.
0: Well, hopefully, you can work on the the virtual reality of the traffic patterns in Frandor as part of your as part as you're moving in to the to the whole thing and figuring out how that all works. Well, hopefully, the construction <laughs> is
3: uh, drawing to a close, both on the the drainage and and the uh, the apartments and hotels. So, I think that'll help a little bit. Cool. Well,
0: this is fascinating stuff.
1: It really is. I am. Um I took a tour last weekend. Mm. Stephanie, you're like talking. Nuts. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Um, I have been. I when when Jim came on as a client, I went and got myself a set of virtual reality goggles. And this past weekend, I took a bunch of tours. So YouTube has a whole bunch of 360 content that you can go and just look at. And so I went to Italy and and you know London, did some stuff. But um, there's even an app for the Anne Frank House. You can go and tour the the home and it's so real it's so real i can't even begin to describe it so it's amazing experiences that you can have and they feel i mean my vision isn't the best but (laughs) they feel they feel pretty real to me that's awesome
0: and you're finding with schools. schools are adopting this they get it they i mean i I see kids i can see kids getting it but are there teachers and administrators getting it too Uh, (coughs) there are uh, and we've been very fortunate,
3: uh, and, and I think they deserve uh, you know, to be, <laughs> to get an attaboy, right? We don't always give our education community attaboys when they deserve it, but uh, especially here. Uh, Genesee, Shiawassee, Clinton, Ingham, and Eaton have really embraced it and using it to do outreach uh, with employers. Uh, Genesee and Ingham County are using it. Uh, the sheriffs are using it in the jails to before prisoners are released, they have to come up with a job training plan or an education plan. And they're using this content to help identify things that they're interested in. Uh, And uh, just got word last week that uh, corrections is going to start doing the same thing. So again, it's digital content. You make one copy and you think, Oh, this is our use case. Mm -hmm. And there's five others who say, "Hey, can we use it? Yeah, it's already built, and it doesn't cost us anything to make you a copy." Uh, so, uh,
0: adoption—it's
3: like everything else, right? Some people are on the early end of the adoption curve, and some are how does late the copy, adopters. How
0: does the copyright stuff work on that? Does that apply? You guys—you guys create this this content, mm-hmm. you, but it's it's yours. But yeah. but you said that everyone can have it, obviously. But what is what is the intellectual property? Yeah, so we property.
3: make it available, uh, our partnership with the superintendents is uh, uh, that each participating ISD pays an annual subscription fee. Got it. Okay. And then they decide how they're going to, whether they charge their local districts to use it or they just, you know, a lot of them are just passing it on saying, hey, you now have access to this. Cool. and. Uh, You know, the early adopters are are coming up with some really good stories. Uh, We were at uh, Lincoln High School in Owasso, which is the alternative high school in Chiawassee County. A number of superintendents and principals and various muckety-mucks from school boards. uh, We had some equipment in there, and students were testing it out, and it was a young woman who dropped out twice. And she puts the headset on, and she's trying out a bunch of different stuff. And we're saying, Try this, try that, and she gets done. She's got a big smile on her face, pulls the headset off, and looks at her principal and says, "If you'd have taught me like this from the beginning, I never would have dropped out." You know, we just we didn't pay to say that. This is the <laughs> first time I have met this, uh, but it, you know, at it raised some eyebrows. Again, yeah. it goes back to what now the research is showing about. Some tools are more effective than others in conveying and retaining information.
0: So how often do you miss lobbying? <laughs> um, well, there's, there's certain things. 2017 was that the last time? Well, <laughs>
3: no, and, and involved enough on, yeah. on some issues with uh, 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 mostly around public safety. So um, you still got enough to to wet the uh, lobbying yeah. appetite. Yeah. Okay. And, you know, just like I was the young grunt uh, 20 years ago, we now have a new generation of <laughs> young grunts who can go over and stand outside session and bide their time. <laughs> and, uh, there's this thing called the Internet. You can watch, That's it, right. You right. Can you can watch it online. online. It's a lot more comfortable in my office than, than at the Capitol. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, Jim Curran, thanks so much for coming by the Cold Oatmeal Podcast. As, uh, we, went, we went over to check out the Haptics studio. It was, it was really pretty cool. And it was one of those things where you think, I I would have no idea that this was in my town Um, and the potential of it is so huge. So I appreciate you coming by and I appreciate all the work on it.
3: Appreciate the opportunity. Let me know if you need any more uh, info or you want to send anybody by. We'll send them by. We'll be right back. Thank you.
0: So I have an idea for this virtual reality stuff, Laura. Okay. Maybe maybe Jim could develop a program to teach you how to drive.
2: Oh, that <laughs> sounds great. Oh,
0: so burn. That you,
1: I'm sure that's in the works.
0: I think it probably exists. It probably <laughs> does. I'm yeah. sure he could make the, the, the old grumpy DeWitt cop can, can pull you over. Just, yeah. And you could have I the mean, whole conversation again.
1: As funny as it is, it, it probably would be a good thing for driver's training. <laughs> For for yeah. you or for everyone? For everyone, <laughs> I can drive just fine.
0: I sent in driver's education enrollment forms for my 15 year old son. Oh, I thought you were gonna week. say
1: for me. I could do that. <laughs> I I
0: know how to do it. It's there's a there's a session in June, so yeah, yeah that that would be. I would rather him drive in virtual reality. I think I'm not quite ready for him, the the for full reality version. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So one thing that Jim didn't talk, and obviously this is not his thing, but Steph, you were talking about how you went to the Anne Frank. You did the Anne Frank. Mm-hmm. At what point do real things stop being anything people care about going to do? Do we I ever think- get to that point where like, yeah, I don't need to go to Anne Frank's house. I don't need to go to the Grand Canyon.
1: You know, I... I think about it so like the Anne Frank home is very very tiny and so I was actually I think probably doing it virtually is a better experience than trying to fight crowds and I don't know Carly you've been there but it
2: was cool but the crowds were a lot
1: yeah and so I could see it depends on the experience and doing the Italy experience I've been to Italy so for me it was sort of like getting a taste of a memory um but if I hadn't been to Italy it would have meant far far less so i think that you have to balance it Um, yeah the
0: educational components are cool and when we walk through it and i've started to see what they had planned for that Frandor, that sears place i mean Mm -hmm. that i don't want i'm not gonna spill their news they'll they'll announce it when they're ready but the stuff they have planned for that area is going to transform that part of town oh yeah if not not more than just that part of town and it is super exciting for people who are stuck here in Lansing. Yeah. <laughs> There's yes. something positive coming out of this and Well, finally. Yeah, and it's going to be it's going to be really exciting to to see what that does to that whole area mm-hmm. and its connections to Michigan state and the students and keep them there. It's going
2: to be more shit show traffic in Frandor, well, but for a good reason. <laughs> I've
0: wondered for like years like who's going to live in these apartments? These things that they're oh, building all get... around Frandor. Why with right. this nice view of the Frandor ice pile mm-hmm. from my window? <laughs> who's going to want to live here? Well, you know what? MSU students. They're building this big old Mm high-tech company that's going to be very cool.
1: And there are some experiences that once you've done them, maybe you don't feel like you need to do them again. (laughs) Like Like this podcast? (laughs) 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 No, I think of like... Like one of the things that is happening now is there are virtual performances. So you can go to see a rock concert and you can see it virtually. So you don't have to fight the crowds and the marijuana smoke on the way in and out of the venue. And you get a front row seat and you can see the artist. And yeah. it's sort of like having the experience without necessarily having to kill it. But again, you know, you have to kind of go to a rock concert to realize that that's not a place you always want to be. Right. How, I mean, how life do you experience. for that? Like how, how do, well, how does anybody, like if someone, they do a concert, like do you get to watch it in virtual reality for free? Like, no, there are apps and subscriptions. It works a lot like stuff on your phone. Okay. Um,
0: maybe we could do an Adele one.
1: (laughs) 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 That would
2: require her creating it. That would require her 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 doing any sort of in-person concert and not just TV specials that she keeps doing. So, yeah. I'm mad at her
0: right now. You and Anna could borrow Stephanie's goggles and just sit there in your living room. Yeah, and I'm
2: actually, I have such a bitter taste in my mouth, I wouldn't even do it. Really? Yeah. Wow. I'm very. That's growth. Shots
0: frustrated. fired Adele. You have <laughs> Watch lost, out. I would, I would you be have pissed You've lost too. a fan. Right, have you, are you officially no longer a fan?
2: No. Like, if <laughs> <laughs> I still go to her concert in Vegas, um, it just depends when. It's just this whole thing has been handled so poorly. I was just very disappointing but I probably if I can still go I probably will still go I'll give her another shot
1: okay we'll see how it goes so one of the things that we didn't talk about is in the metaverse all of the crazy things that are happening in the metaverse um I wish dyke were here because he would give you his very what um, is the metaverse old again? man take on things the metaverse is the fake reality that will exist alongside the virtual reality and that's what Facebook Zuckerberg's all into mm. but they are actually you can buy real estate in the metaverse you can live next door to Jay-Z or Adele or whoever else you want to live right next to and then what? you and then you you build your virtual house and you need nft art to mm-hmm. hang on your walls and this the, is all dumb and it's stupid, and it's
0: not going to be
2: a thing. It's, yeah. I mean, what every, is Dyke's theory? Uh, the,
1: Dyke is Dyke, uh, you just articulated okay. it as well. It's, it's, <laughs> it's his whole thing is like, you know, there's not going to be this metaverse is, is probably going to exist, and it's probably going to have tons of money in it, and it, it'll all be paid for with Bitcoin and NFTs. But, you know, it's, it's like, where does that line between real reality and, and fake reality come in? Because I'm guaranteeing you that we all will look better and have nicer houses and you know fancy things and get to be Jay Z's neighbor in the fake reality.
0: Yeah, the the problems that we all have right now are not because we're too attached to reality. <laughs> so I don't see, <laughs> I don't That's see, correct. I don't see how going in the opposite direction is going to help help any of us. I'm just gonna hunker down in my basement. With my old TV and the antennas, and we'll watch. We'll just we'll watch it all from there.
1: Yeah, Carol Burnett show. That's right. Yeah.
0: Well. Well, thanks for bringing Jim on. Jim's Jim was good.
1: Yeah, he's amazing. That was fun. Okay. And so, we we should put this podcast like in the metaverse. No, well, in the metaverse, in a virtual time capsule, because someday they will play this in fifty years when we're all living in the metaverse and listen to Joe. Go. That's not good. That's <laughs> dumb. I think yeah. you said, I think you
0: said that's dumb.
2: It'll be like the newscasters that thought the internet was fake. What right. <laughs> is this internet thing? It's gonna go away. Okay. Okay.
0: Will you figure out where that time capsule is, and we will put the podcast in it?
1: Maybe we should make the cold oatmeal podcast NFT edition, and we'll, we can we can monetize this and sell it to someone in the in the metaverse for their virtual time capsule. We I'm, can't even monetize the real podcast. <laughs> 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 I was going to say, I have no idea what any of that just meant. People, <laughs> could, people
0: could be a virtual guest. Peter Riddell. Peter Riddell. Here we go. <laughs> Every episode comes back to Peter Riddell. Here we go, Peter. We will we will work with Jim. We'll put together a virtual reality experience for the Cold Oatmeal podcast so, so that you can just anytime. sit at home and talk away, and it will be just like you're on the podcast.
1: Yes. We'll all have waiting expressions on our faces of We will huge... nod
0: approvingly. We will say, oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Peter brilliant. So, so smart. Yeah. Right on.
1: Why didn't I think of that? Oh.
0: Yeah. Come back for another episode in five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. For Carly and Stephanie and Laura, Nikki, Joe, this has been Matt, you and listen to the Cold Oatmeal Podcast, and we will talk to you next time.